welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. So I want you to imagine that right now, whatever time it is for you, whatever day of the week, At this exact moment, three words appear blazoned in fire across the sky. Seven days left. Wherever you are right now, you go outside and you look up and there it is, covering nearly the entirety of the sky. What would you do next? I think I would probably take some pictures text a few friends and see if they're seeing what I'm seeing. Maybe if I was at home, I'd run into the house and turn on the news and see if anybody else is seeing it. And sure enough, every person all over the world saw the same three words across the sky beginning at the exact same moment. What would happen, do you think, over the next day or two? Probably the military from all over the world would be sending planes up to find out who's behind all of this, to make some scientific explanation for blazing letters. But then, just as 24 hours pass, one thing changes. That first word becomes a six. Six days left. No one would have any explanation. It would defy all of man's abilities And before long, everybody on earth would have to contemplate the spiritual implications of a one-week God-sent countdown. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. You're thinking, that's never going to happen. You're probably thinking of verses where it says, no one knows the day nor the hour that the Lord would come. But let me tell you, if it did happen, about the time that clock in the sky got down to around four days left, you'd probably be excavating all of those scriptures in the New Testament and admitting, maybe I didn't understand them. Maybe it meant we would never know the day nor the hour that these fiery words would appear. Well, however you want to interpret this illustration or try to debunk it, I have a question. If that happened and you came to understand that in all likelihood, you had less than one week left on this earth, as did everyone and everything else. You had full confidence and expectation, with no other explanation, that God was doing this. And as soon as 24 hours passed after it said one day left, it would be all over. The question is, what would you do. I really want you to think about that. Suddenly put into your life and your neighbor's life and every human being's life would be this very powerful Bible-centric quality called urgency. We would all be on the clock, the same clock. We would all feel this sense of pressure, this sense of this is it, now or never. So under the influences of great urgency, what would you do? Well, the way I see it, and I welcome your feedback on this, 
is you have about three choices. At least when everyone came to grips with what was happening, there would be three categories of people on this earth. Now, I've got names for those three. I probably could have done better, but I think you'll understand, and maybe you will be able to use it in conversations later. So let's start with category one. I'm afraid that most of the people on this earth would fall into a category called dumb. You know what dumb is, right? Dumb is the inability or unwillingness to understand what's happening, to weigh things for what they are, to process information and respond to it rightly. There would be atheists out there blaming this on Russia or aliens or both. There would be people who might say, well, this could mean the end, but I've been living how I've been living. I'm not going to change now. That's dumb. There are people who say, I know some of you guys say this is the Lord and Jesus is coming back and I know there's a Bible out there, but I don't care. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and we'll just see what happens. That is really dumb. People who refuse to change their lives when their lives have been infused with urgency. Well, I may not call them dumb, but that's what they're being. Let me give you some more common examples. Maybe somebody has a medical emergency. They get to the hospital just in the nick of time, and they're saved. But the doctor says, look, this is serious. If you don't change the way you eat or your habits, you'll be right back in here soon, or worse. And there are just some people who cannot process that information. They feel that stress and anxiety, but they don't turn it into better behavior. They just go home and eat the same things and smoke the same things and do the same things. That's dumb. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Well, maybe maybe actually I do. I don't know. I just know that I'm not going to live my life like that. Here's another example. Maybe somebody has a marriage that is just almost completely wiped out. And they're at the last moments where they can save it. And the writing is on the wall. And they think, well, I didn't do anything to try to save it before. I'm not going to start now. How ridiculous is that? Or I've met with parents who had teenagers they were greatly worried about in the Lord. They realized they only had a few years left with them. And they weren't showing good signs. So I sit down with the parents and say, look, you know, you, you probably need to be more faithful to worship services and have more Bible studies with them and get them around godly people. Yes, this is super urgent. We've got to do things now. And a lot of parents just look at me like they were expecting some easy answer and they don't change. So look, I am confident that would not be you with blazing letters fiery letters stretching across the sky on a one-week countdown. But sadly, there are a lot of people like that. So let's talk about the next category, and maybe this is where you and I start to factor in a little bit. On the opposite end of the spectrum, there are smart people. Now, you can look up the word smart. It means the ability to process inputs, to understand what you're being taught, to reach logical conclusions. And so if there was a countdown in the sky, as it got down to four days left, and then 24 hours later, three days left, 
I think I'd be smart about that, don't you? And what that means is, as urgency is introduced quite heavily into my life, I would evaluate the things I haven't been doing, and I would do them. I would evaluate the things I'd been doing wrong, and I would quit it. Wouldn't you? I mean, this is what intelligent people do. Maybe they've gone on without addressing things for a while, which wasn't very intelligent, but once there's this sense of now or never, we're not going to choose never, are we? We're going to act now. I would imagine drastically lower amounts of pornography viewing and wasted carnal time in, quote, Christian homes. A lot of people would finally be truly coming to Jesus when they were certain that Jesus was coming to them. You and I might make some changes too. Things we'd fought for years wouldn't be worth it in that moment. Not when you had a full expectation that you and your family and the people you love would be facing Jesus in just a few days. Well, that's called being smart, I think. And you see that. Is that you, by the way, in other circumstances? Have you ever gone to the doctor and he said, or she said, here's your situation, and if you don't change it, then this is going to happen to you? And you feel that pressure, that urgency? And so you go out, and at least for a while, here's what people do, at least as long as you feel the urgency, you maintain the changes. I mean, that's just common sense. Unfortunately for a lot of us, when the urgency fades away, so does the commitment. More on that in a minute. But at least when we knew it had to happen today, we would do it today. Medically, I remember when I went in and had kidney stones a couple of times. No bueno. But I remember them saying, look, you've got more. And if you eat these certain types of foods, it's going to be worse. And if you don't, maybe they'll pass on or whatever, break up or whatever. Let me tell you, for a long time, I was on a very strict no bluebell diet. I'm actually on one of those now, but for a different reason. But while I felt the weight of the consequences, hey, I'm no dummy. I may not be super smart, but I'm no dummy. Ice cream wasn't worth it. So I do want you thinking about that. This is really important, and it will serve a purpose when we get to our third category. If you saw those words and you realize God was counting down to the trumpet's sound, take a few moments today to ask yourself this question. What would I change? First, start with things you're doing that you don't believe are right. What are those things? Would you change them? Why would you change them? How would you change them? If there are things you needed to confess, man, there'd be a lot of confessing going on. The Bible talks about forgiving those who admit their sins and confess them. People be telling their spouses, their friends, their brethren, the preacher, God, they'd be pouring out their buckets. My question is, do you have anything that needs to be poured out? Now, I know you're not a dummy. You wouldn't keep it in the bucket as the countdown went to zero. But right now, I want you thinking about what you would do. And on the other end of the spectrum, we need to talk about this. What are some things you'd start doing? I have a feeling a lot of people would visit their family members to try once more to teach them about the gospel. Would you be doing that? Can you think of family members' names right now 
that you would probably forget the phone, get in the car and drive over there and beg them to listen. Look, that's just being smart. You know the score. You know what's coming. Use that urgency and make some changes. So you probably know where this is going with Category 3. Category 1 is dumb, doesn't even change when there's urgency. Category 2 is smart, makes the changes under the influence of urgency. Category 3 is wise, having already made those changes before the urgency came. Wouldn't it be awesome if you saw those words across the sky and everybody figured out what was going on and we all knew the trumpet was coming and we were preparing for the return of Jesus and the day of judgment and you didn't have to spend the whole week apologizing to folks or admitting sin or changing your life or suddenly becoming evangelistic? What if you had already done those things? What if you had been living your life Your entire Christian life, growing and working on it, of course. Nobody's perfect here. But you'd been working on it. Direction, not position. You'd been moving in the right direction and had your life, for the most part, cleaned up and your voice raised in the name of Jesus. And you could spend that week comforting people. And those people came to you because they had seen this love of Jesus long before there was fire in the sky. That would be awesome. This is the person who never has the emergency surgery because they've been eating right and taking care of their body for years. That's who I want to be. I want to be wise. And by the way, that's exactly what the scripture teaches. The scripture talks about judgment day. You know the stories Jesus told, like the bridegroom is coming and the 10 virgins, five of which were prepared and five of which were not. And the Bible talks about the day of the Lord like a thief in the night. There's this sense of you have to be ready. You've got to be prepared. You have to make the urgent decisions as if it was happening right now, even though you don't know when it's going to happen. And of course, that's the truth of it, isn't it? We will not be seeing seven days left across the sky wherein we can all stand out there holding hands, looking up at that exact moment when it goes from one day left to Jesus with his mighty angels in flaming fire. We have to have that sense of peace and readiness without the countdown. Folks, that's going to take not just being smart. That's going to take wisdom, a real sense of understanding the imminent return of Jesus and the passing nature of this life, and get ready now as if you were in the middle of a countdown. Now, in this last couple of minutes, I just have to say, I was talking to a friend about this episode earlier today and describing what I was going to do, and he said, Chris, I'm pretty sure I'm dumb, smart, and wise all day long in a variety of different ways, just depending on the category. And I certainly got to thinking that that's true of me, and probably you as well. There are some areas of our lives where we are wise. You have to be ready, stay ready, continue in the right direction. You cannot wait until there are emergency lights or trumpets sounding. You have to behave as if it's life or death every day of your life. I hope that you feel that way about your faith, 
your relationship with God and His people, because you can't afford anything less than that. There won't be some warning across the sky. But then, I could take you to other categories, like health, for instance. If there's an urgency in my health, I'm liable to make some real changes and use the emotion of the imminence of it all to make that dietary adjustment. I don't want to be dumb in that, but sometimes I'm not very wise about it. And then, yeah, there are categories where, even if it's urgent, I'm just kind of rutted, you know, and I can't quite turn it into real change. So I know what he's talking about. You probably feel that way too. But I'm going to tell you right now, the Excel Still More life is not about being multiple people all at once. It's not about being wise in some areas, smart in others, and yet at other times just behaving very dumbly and obstinately. Now sure, some things are more important, like faith and friendships. And some things maybe in the grand scheme of things are less important, like fitness and finances. In fact, right now you might be thinking, well, I'm wise when it comes to my faith, and I'm borderline smart-wise when it comes to my relationships, my marriage, my commitment to brethren. But in some of these other areas, like taking care of my body or balancing my budget, I don't know. I think it probably is crisis, but I've just kind of given up. What I'm telling you is fight for wisdom in every part of your life. Listen, I may never get there, but my direction is full control. I'm striving for urgent living without urgent circumstances in everything that God has given me. I hope and pray that you are pursuing those same things. And if you need inspiration, just imagine those fiery words across the sky. Seven days left. Thank you so much for listening today. We encourage you to check out the website, excelstillmore.life, where you can subscribe to emails, order the three-month journal, or check out past episodes. As always, please consider sharing this with people in your life who you think we can help. And whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Excel Still 